Welcome to Women Finding Clarity, the podcast that ignites your inner power and guides you on a journey to uncover the boundless potential of the universe in life and in business. I'm Pascal Cook Fernandes, your host and life transformation coach. Join me each week as we align our energies, elevate our businesses, and thrive in every aspect of life. In each episode, we dive deep into topics like the secrets of raising your vibration, crafting irresistible offers, and amplifying your impact. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this podcast is your compass to navigate the realms of limitless success. If you are ready to align your energy, elevate your business, and truly thrive, subscribe to Women Finding Clarity now and get ready to embark on a life-changing journey. Until next time, stay empowered and keep seeking clarity. And remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm your host, Pascal Cook Fernandes. I have a question for you this evening, and I want you to really feel into your answer. How often do you think about or give attention to your inner compass? We hear so much about practicing gratitude and appreciation about keeping a gratitude journal. What we don't hear much about is your inner compass. In life and in business, your inner compass serves as your inner guide, directing you toward ethical behavior, integrity, and values-based decision-making. My guess is that even though you try to be a good person, to treat others how you want to be treated, you aren't consciously aware of your inner compass. But if you're asking yourself, who do I want to be and how do I want to show up? It's time to start getting in touch with and nurturing yours. One of the best ways to get in touch with yours is to identify and define your core values those principles or beliefs that are most important to you, like honesty, respect, fairness, compassion. For me, leading with kindness. Your moral compass should align closely with these values. This means also considering the potential impact of your actions, not only for yourself, but also for others, as well as whether your decisions align with your values. This is just the tip of the moral compass iceberg, but fear not, my guest this evening will help you understand more about yourself and your moral compass. Susan Burrell is a feisty Scorpio who was even born with red hair to back it up and former actress who navigated life by learning how to listen within to the divine urge that keeps pointing her in the direction of her life's purpose even when she can't see the road. She is a guide in the crossroads of life with a master's degree in consciousness. Susan has been counseling and supporting people and transforming from the inside out for over 35 years. Her methods are proven because she has lived this journey to empowerment. Susan is the author of Live Your Empowered Life, a 30-day journey book, and she has a thought-provoking podcast called Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell that can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other popular platforms. Her guided meditations are accessible through the Insight Timer app. Without further ado, welcome to Women Finding Clarity, Susan Burrell. Susan, welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm 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 very thrilled to be here and see what we actually talk about. And right before we uh, hit record, I just have all this energy coming in. So I think we're going to have like a profound, deep, juicy conversation. I'm excited. I love that so much because as you were just saying it, I feel it so much in my heart chakra and in my throat chakra. There's like this circle, this oval mm. of energy sitting right here. Mm. I would suggest it's a golden, it's a golden globe. That's what I'm seeing. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm. I love that so much. Well, let's just dig right into it since we're talking about energy and we brought up the heart chakra and the throat chakra. 
I love so much that one of the things that you talk about is finding your moral compass. Mm. And so let's talk about what that means to the entrepreneur, the woman in business for herself. Well, it's funny uh, because I actually developed that program um, as I was uh, with a business owner and happened to be a lawyer. And because I was going through lawyer meeting things and a man, not a woman, my, my lawyer is a woman, I'm not dissing men, but on his wall, he had this, this, right. And it had four points with other points, right. Typical nautical, not nautical compass. Yeah. And, um, I, he I said, well, that's really interesting because being intuitive, I immediately walked in, I was getting all sorts of information. And I said, wow, that's really cool. You have that compass on, on your wall. Why? He said, well, you know, that's, that's my, comp my compass. And, and it reminds me that there's only two ways, right and wrong. I was like, what, what? Because there's actually four major points and four other smaller points. So if you're only focusing on one or two points of your compass, how are you living a full life? And of course he looked at me cross-eyed and then later I thought more, I thought about it. I was like, oh no, this is about a moral compass because, and certainly we're seeing it reflected in the world right now. Um, there is no right and there is no wrong. There are not dual, there's not just two things. We live in a very dynamic universe. And so finding uh, your moral compass, I think is important with whatever you do, whether you're, you're going to be a, a stay-at-home mom or you're an entrepreneur or you're working for the man, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's important that you know what your moral compass is, because that also helps you define your boundaries when you enter into relationships with people. So um, as I sat with it, I realized that it's important to start with at least four points, uh, flush it out to eight. And this can be your foundation that you live your life from. And so when you're in situations that don't like, so when you're in situations that don't resonate with you or you feel uncomfortable about or pushed up against a wall, if you touch into your moral compass, where do I stand now on my compass? You know, you can find if you're actually centered in your heart, talking about the heart chakra, or if you're centered in your head, which I, I, that's good sometimes when you have to be logical, but the heart center is really the main center of any compass. So what I, what I do, and I would invite your listeners, you can just do this right now if you want with a piece of paper, um, put, put a circle in the center, write my compass, the heart center, and then draw spokes off of that circle. And whatever comes to you first, write it at the end of the circle, at the end of the spoke and circle it. This is a mind map. I love mind mapping. Um, and come up with at least four, if not eight to 10. And what everyone to do is these are values. These are values you want to live your life from. So for example, I, my first north on my compass is integrity. If I'm out of integrity or I'm with somebody who is out of integrity, I can smell it. And for me, if I'm out of integrity, then everything gets wonky and I have to clean up such a mess afterwards, right? Such a mess. So integrity. Um, another one is uh, compassion, self-compassion or compassion for others. Another one for me is creativity. So you see, so it could be creativity, love, happiness, harmony, balance, wellness, financial wellness, um, you know, and what are those, what do they mean to you, right? So that's really moral compass. And then I would post it where you can see it, you know, when you're do, through your work day um, or pick one of the points that you want to embody more of you know because you may find that there's some points that you're like well yeah I want to be more creative but I'm really not creative I, I had a woman in classes years ago who um 
she said, nope, I'm not creative. I'm not creative at all. I'm like, really? And she was a uh, stay-at-home mom at that time. And she said, no, I don't paint or draw or write. I said, well, what do you do? She goes, oh, I don't know. I sew. That's not creative. I said, well, what do you do with your sewing? She says, oh, I make my daughter Halloween costumes. Uh, I mean, come on. That's creative. So into that point on the compass that doesn't necessarily feel anchored yet and and you can pick that that point to focus on uh for that day you know and remind yourself yes i am creative no matter what i think about myself i am creative so that's that's to me what a moral compass is your values and then leading and expressing from that that it gets anchored in your heart center that's beautiful. And it's, as you were sitting here talking about it, I drew my own. And so, you know, with the heart center in the middle at the North, I have logic. And for me, it was like, okay, your head's at the top. Right. And so at the North, I have logic at the bottom. I have safety security. And again, it's probably more about the chakras that that came to me. Um, oh yeah. An energy worker. Yeah. To the East, I have integrity. To the West, I have creativity and possibility. And then as far as I got was between safety and security and integrity, I had compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. um, so this is such a fantastic mapping exercise that I definitely want to finish. And I feel like so much creativity can even go into this. Mm-hmm. You can color it, you yeah. know. I, I just got done doing a workshop um, that I've done these things before, but a dear friend was leading and it was a visioning and vision board workshop where you you do a visioning process, um, that which I highly recommend. Um, and then you take images and cut them out and put them on this vision board so that you can, uh, look at it during the year and she calls it my friend calls it a living prayer so mm -hmm. that you're you're setting the intention of what you want 2024 or a project you can do it for a project or whatever but with images as well I have lots of words I'm a word person I write you know so I need to see words too but um yeah so you could even do that with your moral compass just flesh it out a little bit more make it playful and colorful that so it reminds you this is the truth of who you are and some of those points may change as you grow because we're all here as souls evolving and growing so your soul may call you to a different point or add a different point as you become more aware of um, who you are and why you're here Mm, I love that so much. We really are always evolving. And, you know, someone recently said to me, okay, but when do I get to stop, you know, stop with the coaching, stop with the trying to move forward, stop learning the lessons. And I said, you don't like from now until as far as I know, physically, until your soul leaves your body, until that energetic leaves this vehicle and beyond that I think you probably still learn too oh yeah into infinity you know there wasn't it wasn't a mistake that infinity and beyond became a catchphrase at a certain time in our existence because we are in an infinity and beyond uh program not program but that, that diminishes it. But the, yes, the soul, we are always evolving and learning and eat all the hard knocks. Hello, I got a hard knock um, are for our greater growth and deepening. And, and here's the truth, Pascal, you can get off the merry-go-round anytime you want. You really can. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to finish because there's no finishing everybody. It's a constant evolution. And expansion of consciousness that gets returned to source when we die because our lessons every single human being on this planet's lessons get returned back to the greater good that the source that's so much larger than we can imagine but um i mean i there's been times where i want to get off i'm like hello but also recognize that uh for me it's not true for everybody. If I were to just leave, 
and not finish the, the soul uh, lesson program I created before I entered into this body, I would have to come back and do it over again. So like I've lived life for so long now and had so many different things I've got to learn from and expand from and deepen into that. Do I really want to stop now and have to start all over again? I, I don't want to. That sounds to. exhausting to me. Exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. People say like, oh, don't you wish you could go back and just be little again and let, no, no, I don't. Right. That look of terror that just came upon your face. <laughs> that is a hundred percent how I feel about it. Like, no, mm -mm. if I could go back and meet my husband again and start from that place or start mm -hmm. from the place where I have my first baby or, you know what I mean? Like, but I wouldn't even want to go back and start from that place again. My, I would say best dream vision of what could happen would be if we could time hop and go back and I can go back and meet my husband again for the first time and then come back to this more evolved, better relationship that we have now. I wish I could go back and experience having my babies all over again. I wish I could go back and just hold them again, but I don't want to go through all the things again. Right. I want right, to go right. back, feel it and then come back to where I know better. So I do better kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's multiple timelines, right? So there is a possibility where if you really wanted to go back and hold your child again as a small infant, you could do that. But these are memories, right? And um, if you were to go back on your timeline and hop a timeline, then you change everything from exactly. behind and in front. And um, and, and we have that possibility. It's an option. It's another option that we as spiritual dynamic beings have. But then you got to think again, because if you if you hop back before your child was born, is that child actually going to be born? Right. Absolutely. Because they if you make a different choice in life and in every moment, we are at a pivotal moment. It really right now we are excruciatingly pivotal all the time but if you make a different choice that you need to do it with the intention that you're where you're going forward is going to shift because what's happened has educated you and all the other people that participated with you like my ex-husband believe it or not and um and and if I were to go back before I met him I would have my son who is the most amazing human being I've met and my greatest teacher. So, you know, you see what I'm saying? So uh, you have those options, everybody, but, and, and Pascal, can I speak to the person that, yeah, I got to say it. The person that said, I just wish I could go back and be little again. There's, I had, a, I grew up, I had a Peter, what I call the Peter Pan syndrome. I saw the, the play Peter Pan when I was very little. I memorized all the songs. It was the play. And, um, and I just had it embedded in my brain. I'm highly suggestible. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. And there's that song. I don't want to grow up. And I lived until my 40s, I guess, with that running in the background. So consequently, what happened is my uh, ability to be self-responsible was thwarted, right? Because we really, that's part of the soul evolution is to become self-responsible. And evidently, the humanity uh, soul lesson is to love ourselves first. And then we can expand that love out to everyone. But you have to take responsibility for yourself. And that means... If you play small and you act like a child, then that's how you get treated. But if you grow and expand, and I, this is currently what I'm doing right now, Pascal, if you grow and expand, then you get to see the amazing uh, magnificence of who you really are and always were from inception. 
conception to being birthed, you know, and, and, and that's, you talk about aligning, right? If we align with the truth of our being, then there is only growth. There is only rising up. There is only uh, thriving in ways that we may not know as a child we could thrive. Well, that's what I got to say about that. I love it. And I love so much that you were like, no, I have to say this because I understand when you get those energetic downloads and those spiritual downloads, you get them for a reason and you're supposed to say them. And so I appreciate that about you, that you have the audacity to say, no, I have to say this. Thanks. I, and I want to add, just, let me just kind of cuddle that person so if you're feeling that, you know, because we all have those days that you don't want to, you don't want to be an adult, you know, you don't want an adult and you just wish you could go back and be a small child and have whatever wonderful adult was caring for you. Well, then maybe take a couple hours off and, and just love yourself, you know, cuddle up on the couch with your animals or under a blanket or read a novel or, you know, that's, that's the self-care, self-nurturing peace that goes along with being self-responsible and and so it's a mini break from the the world in a way so yeah love you take care of yourself okay i guess i have to go lay on the couch with my dogs later (laughs) clearly you're being called to do that i love that though absolutely nurture yourself the way you loved being nurtured as a younger child you loved being taken care of now on the flip side of that my daughter I'm telling you from the moment she was born and they put her in my arms, she looked at me like, I know who you are and I know why I'm here. And, you know, as she was growing up, I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to da, 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 da. And she didn't. And I, I would tell her like, you have to just enjoy your childhood. Just soak it in, just be in, you know, what is now, because you're going to be a grown up before you know it. And la, la, la. And she's like, no, I'm just ready to be a grown up." And she never really, I think until she was almost an adult embraced being young hearted. Mm. You know, she was probably 17 before she fully embraced how much she enjoyed being silly, how much she enjoyed, um, laughing for no reason, you know, that kind of a thing. So it's just so interesting to hear, you know, the Peter Pan. And then the opposite of that, like I'm an old soul. I don't need to do all this. I've done it before. I just want to get to the good stuff. When in fact, when she was almost an adult, she realized, Ooh, maybe this is the good stuff, you know? (laughs) So, Oh, that is so great. And, you know, I dare say that everything you've talked about so far can absolutely be translated into entrepreneurship, into the business world, into wherever you are in your life, because we carry the pieces of who we are into everything that we do. Yes. So going back to the moral compass, there is no, uh, you know, on a financial grid thing, grid you see a pie and it gets broken up in different colors is how much you spent here in this. And years ago, 30 years ago, it, when uh, the self awareness thing started, you would have to make pieces of your pie, you know, like finances and health. And, and I re- I realized that there is no separation between the two. It's all one thing. We are whole and complete human beings already. And if you splinter it off, then it's not addressing the wholeness of who you are. So as a business owner, it I really believe it's important to lead from your heart, drop into your heart, check in with your heart, because that's where all the wisdom lies. You, you mentioned logic, Pascal. This is This is more like a computer, the brain. And it analyzes and it sorts and it creates to-dos or obstacles. But when we drop into our heart and carry that into our business, there's a more authentic, real connection with um, the people we work with, our, the team that we work with, and we want to inspire to be 
more of who they are and be better at what they do. I mean, at least that's how I work as an entrepreneur. And, and then that, if, if, the, if, if your business is coming from a heart-centered place, which most women, I believe, drop into easily, um, if it comes from a heart-centered place, then, there, then you are a magnet. You become, ma you're magnetizing your customers. Instead of doing formulaic, um, sorry, formulaic marketing and mm. promotional stuff, if it's not heart-centered, it doesn't attract anybody. I agree. Everything is about the feeling. It's about mm -hmm. the feeling that you're creating. It can make complete mathematical sense, but especially as women, if we're not mustering a feeling, yeah. it definitely falls short. Yeah. And so you're all about empowering women, right? And part, of, you know, the biggest part of my business is teaching women to turn their life's PhD into a profitable business. So tell me about your life's PhD. How did you get to where you are now? Um, hmm. Just listening to the wisdom of my heart and following my creativity and calling. And I had, I had a calling uh years ago when i before i started on radio well I, then i started on radio um to be a conduit for spirit now i i couldn't talk about that on the radio you know i had to i had to do all this other stuff um but that's one of my has been my guiding uh focus is to be a conduit for spirit which means speaking truth listening deeply whether I'm I'm talking and interviewing somebody or listening deeply to myself and honoring what needs to be said most of the time. Sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. But um, so it just, it, it's just been an evolution and I just have been following my, um, my spiritual path. And um, it, several years ago, I did a huge... I need to market and get out there and gather more clients and sell my stuff and blah, 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 blah. Cause I've created so many workshops and yada, yada. And I should be out there speaking. And I did this marketing. It was a nine month marketing program that really effed me up because it was, there was all the jargon, you know, you have to create a funnel to get your clients, which I didn't understand. It was like speaking Portuguese to me. I'm like, I please somebody explain this to me. But it was to me not authentic. It was it was a manipulation tool to gather people to you so you can show them all the great stuff you do. I'm sorry, I don't mean I'm not dissing anybody who does that. Yeah. But the course of my experience with trying to sell my stuff, trying to sell me like that, um, I hit a brick wall. And consequently, this was in 2020, um, I hit this brick wall. I had a book that just came out. I was creating an online retreat and promoing and promoing and, you know, had, we had our production schedule way back meeting all the, and, um, and nobody showed up. And I was like, okay. So I literally stopped. It's been four years now. Uh, and I told my team, you know, I'll, I'll keep doing interviews and podcasting, but I got to get off of this production wheel and see what is going on with me because it definitely must be, we did everything right. It must be me. That's why I'm talking about heart centered. And so the last four years, I, I, a, a daily meditation practice of dropping in, listening, calling. Um, I started working with archangels, never did that before. I started working with elementals. I'm like, whoa, this is like, wow. And I, and I healed ancestral lineages because that's what was coming through that was blocking me because they were stuck way back when they were abused, thwarted women, right? The feminine but then the masculine too. So, uh, so that's what I've been doing. And, and my marketing is um, minimal. 
minimal. Um, because I've also reassessed that I, where I am in my life, I don't need to be on any kind of production wheel. Um, so I, I started teaching again this year. I'm going to be teaching this year um, and I'm excited about it, but it's not because I have to, right? It's not because I have to get clients, people that I have to be front and center on the stage. It would be nice, but you know, it's, it's, I'm a whole, I have a whole different mindset and, um, and my team, we work from being heart centered. And when we have meetings, we, I align everybody, we align first. And then we say a word that describes where we are at the beginning of the meeting. And then we say a word of where we are at the end of the meeting and almost always those words shift. Um, but it helps for everybody on the circle, uh, because I believe in circles, hello, my background, um, <laughs> that everybody gets to collaborate, contribute, have a say, be creative in their unique way. And thank goodness, so I don't have to do it all. So, um, yeah, so I draw to me uh, heart-centered people, heart-centered people that I get to participate with in interviews, heart-centered people that I get to interview on my podcast and then the people that are coming that are going to be joining my classes are really want to find and live in that heart-centered space so this is it's much more um in tune with who i am my my way of being an entrepreneur um but that took me learning how to empower myself and then when working with clients because I had already walked that journey. Um, in fact, my book is called Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey um, because I'd already done it. And this is how I teach. I, I have to live it, man, which goes back to living your sole purpose, you know, and not getting off early um, because I've lived through things and done it in a, a mindful, spiritually focused awareness so that I could evolve and grow as much as I didn't want to. Um, because I do it that way, I, I can then empower um, students or clients or whoever is looking for um, their next step up in <laughs> elevated. Yeah. So powerful. So many things that I took from what you said, you know, thinking about your life as a PhD, you do have to live, you have to live the thing before you can teach the thing, before you can <laughs> represent the thing, right? And so that's why looking back can often be so important. And at the same time, understanding that wherever you are in this moment, you are in the divine right place. Absolutely. As much as, as excruciating as that may be at times, because sometimes it is. It is. It is. And that's the reality of it is that you sometimes have to be in the suck to really understand and learn from the suck so you can mm -hmm. elevate. And so you can continue to move forward. We live in a duality. We live in, you know, we talked in the beginning about... <clears throat> um, different timelines and different a hundred percent. I mean, at any given point in the day, people, I believe pop in and out of different timelines. And so, um, it might sound very woo, or it might sound very, uh, not even possible to some people. And at the same time, I've learned about it and I've trained on, you know, the same, that you talked about mediumship, for example, and connecting with spirit and having that communication. You know, I just jotted down, you had said being a conduit for spirit, and that involves speaking your truth. That involves listening deeply. And when you said, and that means sometimes keeping your mouth shut, that involves discernment, right? Yes. Not, not necessarily judgment, but discernment. Discernment. Um, what is right for me? What is not right for me in this moment? What feels like the right thing to do? And that goes back to the heart center because the thing that I teach my clients is to always 
go back to how it feels because logically, you know, in the brain and the computer and the amygdala, all the things you can think something out logically, but it might not feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Even if it makes sense in your brain. Right. I love that you're teaching your clients how to do that. And you're showing it, showing that by example, because excuse me, I, um, I did, I was not, I was not in touch with my feelings for the first 50 years of my life. Um, I just had to stuff it and, and be the, the good girl or the perfect this or the whatever I thought I had to be. And, um, and when I was doing that marketing program, it didn't feel right, but I was doing it because I was the good girl. I was the A student. I should master this, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't feel right, didn't feel right, didn't feel right. And I got myself in such a um, headspace. I couldn't get, I couldn't drop in to my heart. So I had to really, um, which is why I took off from my business for a while. I had to really uh, get that garbage out of my head. I had to ex extricate that you know like Dumbledore pulling it out with the wand you know I'm a big Harry Potter fan um so I had to let really clear that out of my mind so that I could then redevelop that conduit of spirit that just um uses me it just works through me so um yeah and we all have that potential all, every single one of us has that Absolutely. potential. Yeah. And, that's and what if it we takes. apply it in all areas, areas, not just our finances or our children or, but all areas, um, then the expansion into what our potential actually is, um, becomes huge. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what didn't resonate with you, right? It didn't resonate with you to have a particular kind of marketing branding to say, okay, here's my funnel. How do I draw in people? La, 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 la. I think structures and systems are important to a point, but again, it goes back to the brain and the heart. Just because it makes sense in the brain doesn't mean it feels right. And so the work then is how do I integrate both of those things so it feels right to me and it works. And one of the things that I feel like a great integration is to learn about manifestation because you're setting goals and you're moving forward toward the goals, but you also have to be in the feeling and the belief and the heart center of the thing that you're working toward, if you're actually going to get there. Right. Well, and also if you're in that feeling tone and connected to your heart wisdom, then the goal becomes more organic, right? It's not a, it's not a forced thing. Then you don't, you, you you don't have to force yourself to achieve it. You just organically flow to it and it flows to you to you. Yeah. Yeah. And because if you're leading from the wisdom of your heart, mm-hmm. you're going to automatically have inspired thought. And yes. then you take that inspired thought and create inspired action from that yes. inspired thought. And it goes back to starting from heart center. Right. The manifestation piece, uh, you know, years ago when the secret came out, it was, a, it was, it was wonky. Those of us that have done spirit have worked with spiritual laws and concepts for most of our lives this time around. It was wonky because it was only focused on what can I get? And if I say I want that, you know, create a vision board with the house and you know, crap, sorry. And <laughs> then um, you know, and people weren't getting it because they were efforting towards it. They were trying to force it to have it because they weren't using the whole part of the universe, which is that we are in a dynamic spiritual based universe existence, even here on planet earth in the material world. And there is a law of circulation. It's not just attraction, attraction, attraction. It's a law of circulation, which means you have to give. 
you have to create and you have to give without expecting a return. That's hard. Oh, because yeah. I, I, I was in the, the Hollywood industry for most of my early life. And um, it was always, you met, met people with the, the chatter in the background of, okay, who are you and what can I get from you? How can you help me? That's not circulating. And, uh, and lots of people do really well like that. Um, but I also believe, Pascal, that that whole paradigm, what can I get from you, uh, is crumbling. I think that's what we're seeing in, in the world around us uh, because it, it no longer is useful to where we are going as a human group. And so, the, so, so focusing more on the law of circulation and being in alignment with your higher power, aligning it down into that heart wisdom, um, I think helps, uh, will help entrepreneurs and leaders to expand and grow and serve a much higher good than um, their own small self, right? Which is attracting what I want, you know? I want that, I want that, I want that. It, it, that it's, it's okay to want things and be desirous, but you have to activate both sides. You have to circulate first. And so setting goals, if it's with the intention of, I am going to circulate more, going back to the moral compass, more, I, I would suggest love. I'm going to circulate more love because love is the major attractor. I'm going to circulate more love and just open my heart to receive whatever comes back in, whatever helps manifest as I am moving toward that particular goal. Mm, it's so well said because we all think we want the thing, right? The big house, all the money, all the cars, all the things. But we don't really want that. We want the feeling of the thing. You feel the most empowered when you're on your way to the thing. When right. you are little by little each day feeling more and more empowered, feeling more and more successful, feeling yourself expand, feeling yourself align and elevate, right? That is when, I'll say, for lack of a better way to say it, you're living your best life, quote unquote right? That's yeah. when you feel the best is you're in that process. You're in that circulation because if you want more of anything, just like you said it, if you want more love, give more love, be the love that you seek. If you want there to be more kindness in the world, put more kindness in the world, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you start right where you are. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you can go volunteer someplace and do all that. That's very helpful in terms of circulation, but you just start right where you are. And some of that is loving yourself, loving and respecting yourself first. And as women, we, I, my generation, younger generations are coming in more um, empowered already, yeah. you know, like your daughter. Um, but it, when I grew up, that wasn't that women were still not allowed to be empowered. We were not allowed to be leaders. We were not allowed to be heads of businesses. It's changed quite a bit, everybody. But and that's why healing that ancestral wounding for on my feminine side was huge because in order to keep someone down, small, doesn't matter if you're a woman or a particular race or a particular gender choice you have got to shame them mm -hmm. and bully them and tell them how they're not good enough. They can't do that thing they think they want to do until they actually believe what you're saying. It's not true. It was never true. And we've lived eons with the suppression of all sorts of people. Absolutely. Because, because if, which is why what we're seeing now is the, the I'm just going to say it, is the masculine um, belief system that has been in action for about 4,000 years. And that's why there is so much upheaval on the planet. Yeah. 
right now. And if you look into where the wars are and who's fighting the wars and why they're fighting the wars, it has nothing to do with love. Yep. And it has nothing to do with freedom and it has nothing to do with kindness. It's all about still take, 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 take. Mine, 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 mine. And because I say so, going back to the moral compass, right, wrong. I'm right, they're wrong. And that doesn't work anymore. It, it just has not worked. We are just finally at the, we're finally, I'm hearing, we're finally at the, the, the leading edge of creating that, that um, leap, that jump. I call it a, we're creating a bridge gap. We're bridging the gap from one paradigm to the next. We're bridging the gap from what works, didn't work, is not working now, to being able to walk into a new system of living that is collaborative, yeah. is compassionate, that is creative, that is in community, and is in a circular, again, circulation, living in a circular way so that everyone, nobody is disenfranchised. Nobody is left out. Nobody is dissed or spat on or bullied because everybody is helping to build a new system of living. And it's, and we've never, we have not experienced this new system that's trying to be birthed and it could take many, it could take a few decades. Uh, we've not experienced it yet. And, and when I first mentioned this to my mom several years ago, she's like, well, yeah, but who's going to be in charge? She really wanted somebody in charge. And I'm like, mom, no, nope. you get, you can be in charge. Oh no, 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 no. I can't do that. Well, what if you could? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's so that's Pascal. Why down? Uh, I was called to activate light leaders. Mm -hmm. So there, there's there's many of us that are light workers. Have been came in to do light work, and you know whatever that means. I think it means dropping into your heart and leading from that, and aligning with a higher source that you allow to move through you. Um, and and right now there's so many dark spots on the planet that light leaders we're we will be the ones and and if you're listening to this I'm sure you are a light worker so we'll be the ones that will be able to co-create a, a new system of living by leading from our heart and, and it doesn't mean going into corporations and leading from our heart although it could but it could just mean leading from our heart within our family of origin or within our small communities and, and listening, deep listening to what is being called to come forward. And then having that be your uh, point of service or activation or um, goal. Mm. I feel like that beautifully just ties up the entire conversation it's just going within, listening to your heart and leading from that heart space. And that really is the bridge that is going to carry us from one paradigm to the other. Because yes. it, you're so right on point that if anyone is listening to this show, they are a light worker. They are a healer, whether they call themselves that or not. And we are the ones collectively who are changing the paradigm. We're the worker bees who are, you know, changing the thing, but it doesn't feel like work because we're being called because it's our soul's purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is why it's important to pay attention to that um, soul agreement you made come, you know, begin to listen for what is this really what I agreed to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then making your choices out of that. And maybe it means leaving a marriage or leaving a job or, um, or having children because they're going to be the next ones, the next light leaders. You know, it, it just, it, you, you just don't know unless you listen to your soul and then act from that. So 
Yeah. So beautiful. Ah, as we're closing up today, Susan, is there anything you'd like to offer listeners? Um, well, two things, uh, talking about light leaders, I am going to be doing a workshop on zoom. It's a five consecutive days, one hour, um, each of those days, uh, at nine 30 Pacific standard time or whatever they call it now. And, um, and it's on Zoom and it's called, Are You a Light Leader? So if, you, if you've listened to this and you're like, huh, I wonder, um, I invite you to join us. Um, I would encourage you to do all five days because it's a workshop. We do inner work. And at the end of the week, you'll find yourself going, wow, I didn't know. Um, and so that's the first week in February. And then um, I have a guided meditation I'd love to gift your listeners. It's called Out of the Box thinking. And as I shared with you before we started, I um, developed that. I I have guided meditations that drop in all the time when I work with clients and, and now they're all on my insight timer um, app. Uh, But that dropped in when I was working with a client who was really feeling like her uh, business was falling apart. And so it's called out of the box thinking. And she, um, emailed me two weeks after she listened to that. And she said, oh my God, everything turned around on a dime. And my my business is thriving and my partner is in alignment with me now and all this stuff. So I'd be happy to give that to uh, your listeners. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So the links will all be in show notes and people can sign up for your five-day workshop through show notes. They can download the meditation through show notes. Susan, this has been just a wonderful conversation. It feels very tuned in. It feels very aligned. It feels very next level. And so thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your wisdom, but I especially appreciate your heart. Thank you so much, Pascal. And right back at you. Just keep doing the work you do because there are so many of us that need to continue on this path of um, leadership. Yeah. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. What an empowering conversation. I'd love for you to pop your biggest takeaway in our private Facebook community, Connection and Clarity. There's a link to join in show notes, and I can't wait to see you there. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Good night. Thank you for being in our Women Finding Clarity community. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share it with someone you know so they can find clarity from the conversation as well. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. See you next week.